Well, here we are, my friends. Three weeks until the first of 2016. And you know what that means. It's the thing I always have to hear about. The thing that starts my worrying about people's emotions when they expect too much of themselves. It will be that awful phrase. (sighs) New Year's resolutions. So in preparation for everyone deciding that that will be the time that they will diet and exercise, quit smoking, spend more time with their family, get a new job, move across the country, finally spend time on themselves, get a makeover, find the time to read more, stop drinking, quit drugs, find that special someone, get rid of that special someone that turned into a nightmare, work harder, work less, stop and smell the roses, become more spiritual, finally get that facelift and possibly a few more resolutions along the way. And of course, of course, the plan that everyone's going to have is to do all of that at the same time. And if any one of those things doesn't work out right, then we will start to bash ourselves, call ourselves worthless, lazy, undisciplined, and basically feel that we're just a bunch of crap. Oh, yes, New Year's resolution time. Can't wait. Some, though, some will be successful, of course. And the smart ones, the ones that will only ask one thing of themselves and work hard at reversing the bad habits concerning that and getting themselves onto a new and better pathway, they will feel successful. And so I must, with heavy heart, feel that I am talking to those people, those individuals who have learned enough over the years, or perhaps have been slightly inspired by something I might have said in these podcasts. Is that you? I hope so. I hope that some of you have been serious about dieting in these last three months, taking part in our weight loss program, and therefore you, yes, you, are already ahead of the others that are just at the starting gate. You, in fact, might not have to make a resolution, at least where weight loss and diet is concerned. For those of you who have yet to participate in the weight loss diet, we will approach that again after the first of the year. But meanwhile, in these next few weeks, I want to concentrate more on the fitness aspect of those of us who are 40 years and older. Really, 30 years and older is applicable, but certainly very much concerning 40 and over. These next few podcasts will be about learning how to work out. We will learn the basics, learn a great technique on how to push ourselves within our fitness level safely and hopefully... (laughs) enjoyably. So if you are a beginner to intermediate athlete or athlete to be, these next few podcasts will get you up off the couch and get ready to burn some calories, work some muscles that you might not even know have been hidden away somewhere in your body, and get us ready for the springtime, which will come swiftly. And if we will be ready 
then we will feel freaking fantastic. Come the good weather when we wear less clothes and we will not only feel better, but our appearance won't scare little children. And that's always a plus. If you have never, ever before worked out and have been tossing around the idea a bit, why not follow along in these episodes and pick up a few pointers, give a couple things a try, and maybe you'll find that hidden inside you is a potential workout-loving being. Or, at least you might find out that it isn't as bad an idea as you once thought of it. This will be a four-part series. The first part in today's podcast will just be a bit of talk about how workouts have come along through the decades. There have been the hot exercise crazes over the years, and there have been reasons why they took off in popularity and then kind of fizzled out as the next wave of excitement built around the newest in-style workout. Our approach, however, is going to be the old-school method. This is referring to the basic way that weightlifting, muscle-building, toning up, whatever you want to name it, has always been. These are the tried-and-true cornerstones of workouts, and just like the diet principles that I suggested, those basic tried-and-true staples of nutrition and food selection and portion control, these basics of exercise will get you started working out in a safe way and will provide insight on how to select and go through the workout process. Our next podcast, which is part two, will tell you about the different ways you can approach and design the workouts that you do in the gym. So rather than just walking in and being overwhelmed by the vastness of equipment and weights, having absolutely no idea where to begin, in part two, we will make some sense of how to work out your body. Then in part three, it'll be an in-depth look at the workout technique that I use for myself and have used for clients for over 30 years. We will look back at the basic principles of technique that was first designed by the Joe Weider companies many years ago. I refined those basic principles into the workout method that I use. These first three parts will be what takes us right up through Christmas, and then part four, published just before New Year's Eve, will discuss specific issues and concerns that any of us over the age of 40 should be aware of as we begin to work out our bodies that, let's face it, are slowly developing some limitations and therefore mindful adjustments need to be considered at all times when we work out our bodies. Fun stuff for sure. And for those of you who have been chewing at the bit, Looking for more workout and exercise-related content, this series of podcasts are for you. Therefore, serve yourself best by taking a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will be more than ready to hit the ground running right at the start of 2016. My name is Joey Hernandez, and this is Beginner Workouts, Part 1 of a four-part series, episode number 84 of, 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 
the Life After 30 podcast. Now, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this introductory podcast, I... Oh, I said the meat and potatoes. I've been so hungry. Ooh, I've been going pretty good through this holiday season the way I've been eating so far. But I have to tell you, I'm really, 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 really looking forward to New Year's Eve when I complete my year off from alcohol. As I told you, though, I had two glasses of champagne and one shot of vodka at my wedding. But other than that, I haven't had a single bit of alcohol in 2015. But that all ends on New Year's Eve. Yeehaw! I've done a full year off two or three other times before, and I did two years off of alcohol one time. So this year really hasn't been any kind of struggle. The exception, I guess, was the I was going back and forth, back and forth about whether to have any liquor at my wedding. And honestly, I hadn't fully decided right up until the first bottle of champagne was uncorked, pop-corked, whatever the phrase is, opened. And then I decided I wanted to make it a memorable day, so I did break down and had three drinks. And I am okay with that decision, but boy, I'm looking forward to it ending for some reason this year, it's just been so many changes this year and, um, being completely alcohol free was pretty cool about a way to approach it and get things organized and done right and not have hangovers and not feel like I was a mess. So I'm glad because the whole wedding planning and the wedding and all of that was so stressful. I'm glad I didn't drink, but I'll be all set. <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks from right now to be drinking. Um, yeah. And, you know, now that I think about it, maybe it would be kind of funny if I just did a little New Year's Eve podcast after having a few drinks that night. Drinking and talking just a little bit for funsies. I might do that. I'm not sure. A few of the podcasts that I listen to regularly the ones I listen to myself, they have hosts that drink and, you know, drink while they're recording. And they'll say, oh, excuse me, I have to take a drink. And uh, as the hour progresses or however long their podcasts are, it gets more interesting. The host gets looser. Um, more secrets, I suppose, come out. I don't know. Um, it can be kind of fun and enlightening. And then sometimes it's really just stupid. I'll see if on New Year's Eve I feel like turning on the microphone for a short hello, or if I bail from it. Anyway, so as I stated, in this first part of the four-part series, I want to talk just a bit about how workouts have progressed, and then set you up with some things to think about. So I'm going to start this portion with an excerpt from the old Human Construction Site podcast. This is just a quick four-minute blurb about the history of workouts, let me run that, and then we'll talk more. I think today's topic is going to be something that is going to be quite interesting to a lot of you, and I think the subject is probably what brought a lot of you to this particular podcast today. But also this particular lifting technique, although it's been around for many, many years, has kind of become a forgotten approach 
to bodybuilding. It's old school bodybuilding. And my technique is the, the technique that I've developed from these principles uh, has really gotten lost in the shuffle of today's workout world. Now you see so much of the um, the core training, the functional training that you might see in CrossFit or those type workouts. And each, you know, in the in the years that I've been in the gym, each decade or so, there seems to be a new approach to fitness. And that's kind of funny in some respects because the basics of nutrition, the basics of fitness has always been the same. And we'll talk about that in a little bit of what it is that you're trying to accomplish when you work out. But it seems like people get bored with things. And so to change it up is the only way to seem to keep people interested in going to your business, whether it be you have a gym or you have a uh, fitness studio or your personal trainer. When I started back in the 80s, it was high-impact aerobics. That was the thing that everybody was doing. And workouts at that time was really just doing a Nautilus circuit. Nautilus being one of the first machines that were developed that would isolate a body part where you were able to go through a series of 10 to 12 machines, work your entire body by positioning yourself into these machines. Um, and that was the extent of, of the primary lifting for most people. There were certainly free weights that have existed since the turn of the century, um, the 1900 turn of the century. And some people did that certainly through the 60s and 70s, um, most notably during the Arnold Schwarzenegger Olympia days. But by the 80s, it had moved into machines. And the big fitness thing was high-impact aerobics. And then it was found that uh, the joints were paying the price for doing high-impact aerobics long-term. So they altered it to moving into a low-impact aerobics, and then step workouts started in, using platforms at varying heights to get your heart rate up and to kind of make it a dancey kind of uh, movement in classes. And that was very popular until they came out with the cycles that they can put into into uh, classes, and then um, cycling took off really big in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then about, I don't know, mid-2000s or so, that's when the functional training, the CrossFit stuff took, took off. And I think what you'll find is um, things are very cyclical. And I think you're going to find, not quite yet, but in the near future, you're going to begin to see things moving back repetitively back through sequences. Uh, new machines will certainly be invented, and that will be quite challenging to people in a different way. But, again, the, a lot of times clubs and trainers are trying to keep people interested. So they, you might see a cyclical return back to the primary old-school bodybuilding. Okay, I'm back live. But, yes, I think that there will eventually be a return back to the main principles. But for you... Through me, you are going to learn these principles, and I strongly encourage you to try them out. Those will be coming up in parts 2, 3, and 4.
For those of you who have been working out regularly or even intermittently, I think this technique will be quite challenging to you. So if you've been working out and maybe you feel like your workouts are a little stale and repetitive, this is going to give you a chance that will shock your body, make your body pretty much say, oh my God, what are you doing to me? And you will get some fresh growth in your development. But for most of you that I speak to weekly, this will be a brand new thing for you. And so what I'm going to ask of you in this first part is to do some thinking about what your workout goals would be. In most cases, if you're a guy, you're going to look to develop your muscles in an aesthetic way that makes your physique stand out. Become a nicely muscled man. If you're a woman, your goals are going to be different. Yes, there are some women that will want to push themselves to their maximum, and as a woman, try to develop their muscles to whatever extreme they can do. But 99.9% of female listeners, your goal will be to tone up your muscles and see if you can work on the areas that usually most concern women. Those areas might be the area underneath your arm, when you lift your arm up and have that sloppy undertone muscle and fat bouncing around, it shakes back and forth. It might be your abdomen or your hip area or even your butt. So when I design all the workouts, I'm going to take both these into consideration. For those that want to build as much muscle as possible and those that just want to tone up particular areas. And of course, when you're working out, your diet is at least 50% of what you're doing. So if you have not been one that eats healthy with a fair amount of protein, a moderate amount of complex carbohydrates for energy and heart healthy fats, those will also be mentioned as we go along. So if you're going to follow and participate in this workout series, think what your goals will be. Take the time to really analyze your body. Now, you might have heard me before, you know I'm a fan of getting naked in front of a big mirror and really looking at yourself, and that would be most beneficial as you look to start working out. Check out what areas might be sagging, check out what areas of muscle you feel you want more developed, because the way to move forward is to have a plan and specific goals. And we will talk about short-term and long-term goals where the workouts are concerned. And the last thing I want you to be figuring out is where you will be working out. Do you want to join a gym or a health club? If you do, try to do it just prior to January 1st, unless that particular gym is running a special on membership where you'd save money if you waited until the first of the year. But you know that that is the busiest time for gyms and health clubs. It's also the biggest time for the large weight loss companies that you'll see advertised on TV with one of the television stars just telling you how wonderful it is. I will again mention that if you are considering joining one of those large weight loss companies, I encourage you to listen back to podcast number 69, where I go into depth about what you can expect, because I worked for one of the large weight loss companies for just under a year. So that's podcast number 69. Check that out first if you're considering one of the large weight loss companies. I think it will give you some insight that you would not otherwise know. Now, if you're someone that's going to work out at a gym or a health club, one that you have not been attending, and maybe you haven't even been in it before, maybe you took a tour, 
But prior to getting started on the workouts that will be discussed in the series, I want you to go and look around the gym and really find out what equipment they have to work with. Check out the machines. Do they have machines for every muscle group? Look at the free weights. Do they have an area where free weights, dumbbells, and benches, and bars are? Now, some gyms may have them and you just haven't gone into them. That may be an area that you haven't gone into, even if you've been working out regularly at that gym. Some people just stay with the machines. Uh, sometimes people feel a bit intimidated to walk into the weight room. And we're going to talk more about that in another podcast. But find out what the equipment is, including cable cross. Because right after the first of the year, I'm going to be doing videos on YouTube and that will set up workouts for you to do. And you need to know what equipment is available to you in order for you to put the workout together that's most beneficial to you. But you don't have to join a gym or a health club. If you're someone that just wants to work out at home, maybe you want to save some money on the membership or you're just the kind of person that just doesn't feel comfortable going into a gym or a health club, you can buy a couple sets of light dumbbells and you'd be able to do some of the workouts at home. And that would be applicable for both men and women. I'll give you some workouts on YouTube with just these light weights. You really just need those and you probably should find an area in your house that is carpeted or maybe it has a mat there because you're going to need some sort of padding underneath you. So just basically the dumbbells, a couple sets of light ones. We can talk about the weight on another time and uh, some padding. And you'll be able to do a light home workout. You know, you're not going to build colossal muscles, but uh, most people that work out at home aren't really looking to build colossal muscles. So it's a good way to do it if you don't feel like going into the gym. But just so you know, right after the first of the year, I'm also going to do a podcast about how to select a gym or a health club, what specifically to look for, how to make sure that you're not sucked into a membership that's greater than what you need, and just basically how gyms operate. I was general manager of several gyms here in the Boston area. I'm in Boston, and uh, I can give you a lot of insight to what specifically to look for, ask about, and most importantly, what needs to be avoided. That podcast will be coming up right after the first of the year. So folks, in conclusion, please try the things I asked of you in preparation for the workout series. You need the evaluation of your body, some idea of what you want developed or reduced within the context of your workout, and where you will be working out. And then the plan will be, armed with that knowledge, you'll be able to move on to the next podcast that will be coming up, part two of our beginning workouts. That's going to be about different types of workouts that you can do. That podcast will be coming up pretty soon. Meanwhile, if you've been dieting, I hope that you're at a point where you can now take a few weeks and enjoy the wonderful holiday food that's always available during this time of year. One of my favorite things about this time of year is the food. Please, please, though, keep in mind portion size control. That's what we've been working on. If you can work with portion size control during this holiday period, 
you're going to be really well on your way to being able to maintain your reduced body fat long-term. And oh, won't that be fantastic? No more yo-yoing. It would be great. So this is Joey Hernandez. Thank you so much for joining me today. My disclaimer follows immediately, and it's pretty, pretty important that you've heard that before you begin to work out or to diet. Happy holiday shopping. I'll be talking to you very soon. Bye for now. Hey folks, Joey Hernandez, and this is a pre-recorded disclaimer that I'm going to insert into each episode of the podcast. So please give me just a moment of your listening time and listen to this disclaimer. I hope that the information that you receive from the podcast is unique and useful to you in your quest to live a healthier and more vibrant life. I have been a personal trainer for over 30 years. This podcast and the Human Construction Site blog that it is tied to are based on my opinions and my experience working with clients all these years. I am not, 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 not a doctor. I ask that any and all information that you receive from me, as well as anywhere else on the internet or on TV or on websites, books, wherever the source, that you discuss that and review it with your personal physician before implementing any kind of lifestyle changes. Your doctor knows you best. He or she knows your personal medical history, knows your medications, your family's history, and together you with your physician should have a dialogue to ensure that any changes are right for you. So please, 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 please consult your doctor. Thank you.